Hey, it's so good to be in the house of God with family. You guys are family. This is home. Even though we moved to Frankfurt a couple of months ago, but it still is home and it feels like home and it is so good to be here in the Samsung Hall and it's so good to be here also in the live stream out there. So good to be in the house of God. Hey, you may be seated. We love this church. We love familiar faces, Marianne and Marianne and Christian and all these awesome people. You guys are family, right? We love to be here. Yes, we are so excited to be here. And this is such a special season we're in. Just a few months ago, we couldn't have came, but then the borders opened again from Germany to Switzerland. So we could visit you guys. And it feels like a family visit. I mean, we've, we've made friends here that are legendary friendships that will last a lifetime. And we are just so honored that we're allowed to be here with you guys today. Uh, it's so good. You may be asking, how are you doing? Hey, let me tell you, we are doing great. It is great to be here, but it's also great to live in Frankfurt. We settled down as a family. We had six months of church every week. Then we had the lockdown and now we are live streaming. So you guys are the first real faces that we are really seeing again back in church. So that feels really, really good. Um, we are doing great, but I have to say, Planting a church does not feel like smooth sailing on a cruise ship. <coughs> this is not how you do church, a planted church. It feels more like a roller coaster or like a rescue boat. You know, the wind is blowing in your face and it's like the storm is coming and sometimes you feel seasick. But it's an adventure because we see people's lives being changed. We see like people are getting to know Jesus. We see that firsthand and they get healed, they get restored. Marriages are, marriages are being restored. It feels so great, it's so awesome. And it's so great because we really experience in Frankfurt that the local church still is and always will be the hope for the world. Not the organization church, but the message that God entrusted the local church that there is a Jesus, he died, but he is alive and he is in my life and he wants to be in the life of our people, our friends, our neighbors. And we see that firsthand. And I'm wondering if there's anybody excited here this night or on the live stream of this message that Jesus is alive and well, even within the Christ, he's good, right? And we love it. We love it. Hey, um, the talk, the, the, the topic of today is um, planted in the house of God. And I don't know if you were excitingly clapping your hands because you think, yeah, Jesus and planted in the house of God, it's amazing. If that's the case, then this is your message because you are being motivated again and one more time what God can do through your life and through the church. If you were a little bit more hesitating or you were asking yourself, why in the world should I clap my hands because of this message? Then this is your message because maybe for the very first time you see the potential and the, and, and the major change, the game changer of what it means that God and the church in a great way can be in your life. And we will be looking at a special Bible verse, but I have to tell you a joke because it, is more Sunday, it was Sunday morning and the man says to his wife, I give you three reasons why I will not go to church today. First of all, I don't like the building. Second of all, I don't like the people. And third of all, I, the people don't like me. So the wife tells the husband, and I give you three reasons why you will go to church tonight. 
First of all, I got ready and I will go to church. Second of all, the kids got ready and they will be going to church. And third of all, you are the pastor and the people expect you to come. <laughs> you know, church is be, has to be exciting and not like a boring thing. And this is our value as a church, as ICF. But we want to talk why this is the case, because you have to know the reason why this is all good news. And we read in Psalm 92, and this is the, the story of today, um, a great Bible verse. There it says, the righteous, the righteous, wow, I, I guess I have to do this and here. Oh my gosh, by now, maybe it works now. Yeah, there it is. The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a setter of Lebanon, whatever that is, planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old age. Great news for all the old people in the house. They will stay fresh and green, proclaiming the Lord is upright. He is good. He is my rock and there is no wickedness in him. I love that Bible verse and we want to dive into that verse and do like a little bit of a practical tree um, Bible study with you guys. And our first thought is, what is the promise? The promise is you will be like a mighty cedar, 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 a cedar. I brought you a cedar. <laughs> this is not a mighty cedar, this is a tiny cedar, right? <laughs> It's crazy. But you have to know this is a very young plant, just a few weeks old, uh, bought on Amazon. You can buy trees on Amazon. But this is a Lebanon, a Lebanon cedar. It is. But I have to show you a cedar that is right 15 minutes out of, outside of Frankfurt, where we uh, live very nearby, and this is the one. This is the oldest Lebanon cedar in whole Germany. It's 200 years old, and I have to bring you some facts, because here's the crazy thing. You have to really let this soak in. I don't know, I, I, I know I'm older than 40, and I'm beginning to get interested in trees. <laughs> I thought to myself, why am I talking about trees? This mighty tree, is amazing. Why is it? It is indeed always green. Winter, summer, it doesn't matter. It is always full of life and if you look at it on good, on good soil, it can get 1,000 years old. This one is only 200 years old. It's still growing. Uh, it can be 50 meters high and 30 meters wide. Um, the cedar aroma is indeed has a sensual effect. You will become sexy. Yeah. And my wife is, you know, now that I did this here, I don't know if it's the 007 uh, thing that I sprayed, perfume, or is it this? I think it's this tree here. <laughs> uh, during summer, if you have a drought, um, it maybe stop, stops growing for a little while, but if rain comes, it continues to grow again. That means corona crisis, you can come. I might be, I, 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 maybe I'm not growing for a season, but I will be growing again if I'm planted in the house of God. It is so amazing. The oil has healing effects for all kinds of diseases. Um, the uh, smell, the aroma of the oil calms anxiety and all kinds of depressive 
um, uh, feelings. It's crazy. It has a, a peaceful healing effect on people. Um, it sends out vibes of feeling. It sends out vibes of uh, calmness and peace and stability and all that stuff. How amazing is this? This is that tree. What does it mean for my life? The promise is if I am planted in the house of God, I am like this mighty cedar and I will, my life will be flourishing. I, it will be healing for me and others. It has an attractive charisma. My life has an attractive charisma on other people. If I'm planted in the house of God and if I'm living a righteous life, that means if I'm living out the will of God in my life. This is amazing. It has strength, stability, and peace in all kinds of situations. This is the promise. And I, I, I want to ask you, Simone, what does it mean for you and what effect Do you see on your life if we talk about this tree or your life? Yes, I planted myself in Jesus and in ICF and it changed my whole life around. And I experienced exactly this, what Björn has described with this tree. And um, I'd like to take you in my story a little bit. I have a dad, or I grew up with a dad who didn't really have a relationship with me. He just ignored me all the time, even though he lived at home. And so our relationship was actually always dead, but then he actually died when I was 19. So I actually like grew into a person who was very afraid and I was very insecure and I barely had any healthy relationships in my life. And then I came into ICF and these, these wonderful people just treated me so good and it was so easy for me to plant myself with them and to plant myself with Jesus. And I got to know God the Father, like so different. He was so warm and he was so near and he was so interested in me. And he was just, he only had love for me. That's all he had. And, um, and then Jesus, through what he did for me when he gave his life, he just, I was able to just um, replace all these horrible lies that I had over my life um, and just replace them with his awesome truth. And Jesus also freed me from evil things that were really, really really like torturing me and I could not get rid of them myself, but Jesus got rid of them. And Jesus also took the, the memories I had that hurt so bad and he took the pain out of them. So this is for me is such a miracle. I can tell you any memory, it doesn't hurt anymore. And um, this is only Jesus can do this. Um, excuse me. So, and then the Holy Spirit just took me by the hand and led me through this whole process, just like covered me with grace and comfort and really just restored my whole identity. I got a whole new worth as God's loved daughter. And since I was planted in Jesus and in his house, I was able to help other women get planted and experience the same thing. And I'd like to tell you about one of my really good friends. She came last year to one of our get-togethers and she was just really sad and really like, like she was really doubting life. And she was just crying and just telling me how, how her life is in ruins. And um, I just put my arm around her and I prayed for her and I just told her good things like God's truth. And then Jesus gave me the impression that she's like a hurt animal who's walking around alone. Sorry. Um, she's walking around alone and she's, she's like vulnerable to any wolves that might like want to attack. And I told her, come get in the middle of our pack and you'll be protected. Nobody can mess with you when you're inside the pack. And so she asked Jesus, just, just turn my life around. 
And she did exactly that. She came to all our meetings, I mean, like all our get-togethers, and she just got in the middle of the pack. She, she looked for that protection. And our friendship grew. I was able to encourage her often with God's truth and just pray for her. She made lots of friends. And then she like got, got better every month. And then she suddenly started developing her, or figuring out what her passions are and her gifts. And she just started like, Jesus told her, put the shoes on, this is gonna get fast. And so now, one year later, um, since I realized that during her own process, she kept like gathering women and putting them in our middle, like she kept collecting women and just putting them right in the middle of the pack. And so now she's leading with me the ladies' ministry. Yeah, and it's just so good because like I got rooted, I helped her, she got rooted, she's helping others and they're getting rooted and they're helping others. And this is the promise of this, of this cedar tree, you know, with Jesus and with, the, with his house. This is, this is where it's at. And so Bjorn, I'd like to ask you for who does this promise stand for? Thank you for that question, my beloved wife. <laughs> no, but this is, uh, this is very interesting because if you look at the Bible verse, I, I believe there is a condition there. Uh, this promise, all that we've talked about, is for the ones who live righteously and are planted in the house of the Lord. And uh, you have to understand, it is God's will that you live out God's will. And it's God's will that you are in relationships and are planted in the house of God because then you will flourish and you will experience all of that. In order to understand that, uh, I think we need to have a little bit of an insight and we will dive into a little bit of a Christian animal comic because uh, you have to see there's different types of Christians. If you are already um, following Jesus and have a church or whatever, then you might be, uh, God is speaking maybe to you in this comic. If you don't have that yet, if you think, well, church is a new thing, I want you to really look carefully because you will experience and learn something about Christians. Here's the clip. Let's go on an excursion into the world of Christians. There's the butterfly Christian. They fly from plant to plant, quickly enjoying a little worship here, and a good sermon there, and a little live stream here, and a little fellowship back there, and a little prayer over there, and back there, the people look so beautiful. But over there, they have the best coffee, and all of a sudden, the butterfly Christian flies from church to church, but doesn't take root. Then we have the frog Christian. They sit down and get to know the people and join in from the beginning. Sounds exemplary. But once the first conflicts appear and they inflate themselves, they jump up and away. Once again, they go somewhere else to start all over again. Yes, and then there's also the rooted tree Christians, and we'll hear more about them now. Butterfly Christians, frog Christians, and tree Christians. I think there is a, lots of truth in that a little bit funny thing. And um, we read a very interesting Bible verse in Colossians 2 verse 7. And to give you a little bit of a context, uh, Paul is writing that in the second part of the uh, Bible in the New Testament to a church that were acting a little bit like butterfly Christians. 
they had so many different teachings and so many different um, stuff that's coming in there and they were not really rooted. And in this context, Paul says, my dear people, have, have your roots planted deep in Christ. Grow in him. Get your strength from him. Let him make you strong in the faith as you have been taught. Your life should be full of thanks to him. In other words, Jesus says, hey, Paul says, hey, you need to be rooted in Jesus. By the way, Jesus calls himself the house of God, the temple. And he says, hey, in three days, the temple will be destroyed, but it will be rebuilt in three days. So that means if you are planted in Jesus, you are planted in the temple. But there's also only plan A. Jesus lives in the house of God. So the church is Jesus' plan A, where you be planted. And I think that's so important. In other words, Paul says, hey, you need to be rooted in, 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 in a church and, 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 and go there and, and, and be there. And it's so important that you have that because there you will experience all of that. You will get strong. And then when the wind blows in your face, you have deep roots and you will be strong like that mighty cedar. The question is, how can you get rooted? How do you do that? And we want to give you two very easy, simple, practical tips how you can do that. Because I think there's always um, something that you can see where you think, ah, this is not like the church I'm really excited about and I fly again here and I fly again there. But I think it's so important that you get rooted. And the first thing is, um, you know that maybe if you have been coming to ICF, we have a culture actually of how we meet. We believe in big and we believe in small, in input and in output. And that means um, if, you, if you're talking about big, means, hey, come on Sunday. Because on Sunday, you experience God's presence. You experience God's power. And you experience God's people. And I can't tell you how often I came to church on a Sunday. Also here at ICF Zurich, but the churches ICF Munich, also to ICF Frankfurt, wherever I went. And I was a little bit down, you know, in my life. But during worship, my spirit got uplifted. It changed the atmosphere in my life. I got hope again. I came many times to church with questions for my life. What is the next step in my life? And so many times through the preaching or through a little conversation in the foyer or wherever, God gave me an answer. And I can't tell you how often it happens that God did that through my life for other people. So for your own sake and for the sake of your people, the people are coming on Sunday, come to church. I believe it is a difference if you're watching a live stream or if you're coming here. And you are not a second-class Christian if you are a little bit afraid here of the corona and are watching online. But I believe there's another season coming and it's important that you come here. Because there's something mysterious going on when the people of God gather. It's like in a fitness studio. Of course you want to get fit where all other people are doing sports. But you don't want to get fit if you're in the movies and are eating nachos and popcorn, right? It's a difference. So if God's people, if the Holy Spirit of Paige and Marian and Marian and Livia and my Holy Spirit and all of you guys as God in you, in you are coming together, there's just more power. There's something mysterious. So, but it's so important that you come here and, and, and be planted and come on Sunday. But this is the big, but there's also the small, right? Very important to be in the small as well. Yes, and the small for us is called find your group and go together through thick and thin. And in the Bible, in Acts, there's a Bible verse. 
Yes, it says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. So the fellowship, it's so important. And um, I want to tell you a story about a really good friend of mine who she experienced Jesus really strong in our team and she just wanted to get baptized after that. And then she got really involved and, and helped really build our church. She was involved in Explore, she was in our small group and she helped take care of the kids. And um, her and her husband together, they were just like really helping us start everything. And then she got pregnant and we were so excited with her. But then a few months later, she lost her baby and it was very, very sad. And um, she, they kept coming though. They came with broken hearts and they just, they cared for the kids. They took care of these other children even though they had lost their own. And me and Baron had tears in our eyes when we, when we talked about it and we prayed for them. Jesus, please let them get another baby. And, I, and we were just so, so impressed by it. when it got hard, they dug their, do, their roots really deep you know, they didn't go away. They said, now life really sucks and I'm gonna dig my roots really deep in my small group, really deep in my church, really deep in Jesus. And um, they could feel that God was just healing, you know, just loving on them, taking care of them. And yeah, they did get pregnant again and the baby is coming next month. A healthy, great baby is on the way. Yeah. And this is an ideal happy end. I know that not everybody gets, you know, these happy endings always right away. But, um, but there's definitely something about, about just digging your roots deep when things get hard and planting yourself because then the storms that come, you know, you're just really, what, what's the word for Wetterbeständig now in English? <laughs> you're storm proof. Okay. Weather so, resistant. Yes, storm weather proof. resistant. Wow. Yes, so our friends were rather weather resistant yeah. and this is this is really I just encourage you to do this. It's the best you can do. Yeah. And yes, we are in a storm now, you know, with this corona stuff. We need each other. We need to dig deep and we need to weather this storm together and yes. it will pass. Yes. In Jesus name. <laughs> yeah. So good. Hey, thank you so much. I, I love those stories, but those stories reveal a truth. And yeah, you might be excited and you, you, you might be saying, I, I experienced that as well, but you might be hesitating because growing roots means you think at first hand, oh, I'm not that flexible anymore. <laughs> I cannot like fly here and fly there. Um, but I want to say, maybe you might have even have a totally different story about church. Maybe you have been hurt. Maybe a pastor, a spiritual leader hurt you. Uh, I want to tell you, as a pastor, please forgive me or my people, you know. And I want to encourage you, come back to Jesus. Come back home in the house of God because this is where restoration is. This is where healing is. This is where God's people is. And before we are praying, I want you to uh, really stand up with me and go back in the presence of God. I mean, He's still here. He wants to be here. He is here. He wants to touch your heart, heal your heart, restore your heart, uh, envision your heart again. So why don't we take a few moments of worship again and then, then we want to pray with you whatever God has put on your heart that it might be revealed and restored and changed for the good. I thank you, Jesus, that you are here. You are here. You are here with us. We want to give you our hearts, however it looks like. Come and have your way, Jesus. Jesus.